This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. So joining me here today is Randy Carver, promoter, owner of Limitless Wrestling, and we're here talking about your two-year anniversary coming up here on September the 22nd in Westbrook, Maine. And it's hard to believe that it's been two years already since you promoted your first show back in September 2015. I just wanted to know, like, what made you run that first show to begin with? Um, It was basically a combination of just being kind of fed up with the wrestling that was being presented there at that point and uh, really wanting to do my own thing from the start. But, you know, obviously you have to gain some experience in everything within professional wrestling to be able to do that and do it successfully. But I don't know. It's it's still the same motivation as it was, you know, two years ago as to bring a very good, you know, very professional wrestling product to the state of Maine and, something different than anything that's ever been here and i think we've been succeeding absolutely i think i think you have been i mean i think you've set a kind of a new level of expectation when it comes to rustling in maine and i think a lot for a lot of people and maybe i'm, I'm speaking out of turn but prior to limitless pretty much most of the companies were interchangeable they were using the same talent pool maybe bringing in a different person here or there but for the most part it was just a different name but in the same building or in the same area with the same guys just a different guy fitting the bill for that show and you know when limitless came immediately with your first show back in 2015 you used a couple local guys and some people they'd seen before but for the most part you used guys that they hadn't seen and that's kind of been the thing you've done but it's i mean it's grown exponentially as far as the talent pool you're using to bring in. And, I mean, it kind of shows now where you have the leagues that are still running here using the same same core guys, uh, and then you have you where you're running usually like every other month in Westbrook and then the occasional spot show here and there. Um, what, uh, what, what made you decide to use the talent you're using as far as branching out more, taking that chance to bring in people that we may not have heard of before, but you think these are going to be great guys to have on the show. Um, honestly, like over the past year, a lot of the guys that you've seen make their debuts and kind of stick around are uh, guys who were really suggested to me by some of our core roster because, um, you know, I, I do not ring announce as much anymore. Um, I put a lot of my focus into limitless wrestling, so I don't see as much as I used to like back, you know, when limitless started in 2015, so guys like Ace Romero, Anthony Green, Main State Posse, um, they'll make suggestions all the time because I ask them, like, yo, if you see anybody who uh, could fit, you know, in Limitless Wrestling or, you know, really impresses you, uh, just, you know, send them my way. So that's like Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Josh Briggs, for example. Briggs was uh, pushed to me hard by Jack and Anthony Green, and he ended up making his debut in April. So uh, it's a lot of word of mouth nowadays, but... Um, in the beginning, uh, like you said, you know, a lot of the companies in Maine were very interchangeable. It was a lot of the same guys. Yep. I would say uh, every locker room you went in, it was you know pr- pretty much fifty to seventy-five percent 
of the same guys that you'd see, you know, on a different show around, depending on the area. But um, that was a big thing from from day one is just having a different roster, um, really, really changing it up. You know, we, we had guys who were wrestling or did wrestle local shows like Ace Romero. I think he was just kind of finishing up with IWE and then when we started and yep. uh, a lot of the house of glory guys that we used, they weren't, you know, doing anything in Maine at the time. But, uh, I mean, I think you've really seen our roster. Like I think our roster right now, if you look at the core roster that we have, it's the best it's ever been. Um, Ace Romero and Anthony green have really grown into, um, some of the best professional wrestlers in new England, in my opinion. Um, and then you look at, you know, main state posse, MJF, Josh Briggs, Mr. Grimm, uh, Xavier Bell, like I could keep going. Uh, these guys have all really improved since they've debuted in Limos Wrestling. It's really cool to see. Um, just real quick, this is a personal question for me. I, I hear you bring up Xavier Bell's name. He's He was on the first show. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's been on almost every single show you've had. Yeah. <clears throat> is he going to be at the two-year show? I don't I don't see He's not. Um, that's, he that's, was in the fan voting on yeah. Twitter for the for the scramble and he didn't get voted in so uh this will be the first show to my knowledge that he's missed in two years that's too bad i know i i voted for him personally in his bracket yeah. of the uh, of the voting i mean and, and yeah. trust me i'm definitely not complaining uh of this lineup you have coming up here in westbrook september the 22nd uh like you said you know the main event Basically, almost two years in the making. Ace Romero versus All Good Anthony Green, special referee of their trainer Brian Fury. Again, um, the undisputed, undisputed, no, unsanctioned uh, promo video or video, eight and a half minute video uh, that you guys put out about these two, about their story. It's, it's pretty awesome. And you said that was done by Harry. Yeah, Harry did an exceptional job on that. I mean, he's been. He's been grabbing footage. He had the footage in that I didn't even know he had from, you know, about a year ago. So yeah. it was pretty cool. Um, and then also on the card, you have uh, Jack Swagger, former WWE yep. heavyweight champion against AR Fox. Uh, you got Teddy Hart coming in. Uh, what brought Teddy Hart yeah. to your attention? Um, so I was kind of skeptical, honestly, because uh, I guess the, you know, the reputation of Teddy Hart is that he's, a wild guy, you know, and yeah. that's literally the reputation he has everywhere. But, um, I didn't know him. Like I, I didn't know, of course, you know, being younger, I don't, I didn't really know his wild reputation that well. So, uh, I actually went to an IWE show that he was booked on and I didn't introduce myself. I just kind of sat in the corner and, um, watched how he conducted himself throughout the night, watched his match. Uh, watched him after the match. I just wanted to gauge a feel of how he'd be, you know, on this on on a smaller show. Um, it was in front of like eighty or ninety people, so uh, I was really interested at what he'd do, essentially. And he was, you know, exceptional. He he was a professional through and through. Um, I think he gets a bad rap for some of the stuff that he did when he was younger. Yep, but. Uh, He's definitely, you know, from everything I read that people think about him, he's definitely a changed guy. Um, and I, you know, introduced myself after that, and we had a good chat. And then the next month, we uh, kind of set some stuff up, figured it out, and uh, went with, you know, September 22nd for him to make his Limitless Wrestling debut. 
and I'm very excited. And uh, I think him and Maxwell Jacob Friedman are going to have a hell of a match. Yeah, uh, Friedman's a guy I'd never really heard of before seeing him on your Limitless show, and then now I've seen him uh, a bunch on the internet with CCW or, or whatever and whatnot. And um, yeah, he's blown up this year. Yeah, he really has. And I want to say I think the first show you had been was one of your scramble matches. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. his debut in March. And he really stood out in that match. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and so I thought it was great. And, uh, you know, like, for me, I see the guys on the card. I'm thinking Teddy Hart versus AR Fox is going to be awesome. Like, that that was the match I wanted to see, I know myself. Uh, but then to see Swagger and Fox and, and Hart and, and Friedman, I mean, I think those are two great combinations. I don't know. I yeah, I think the big thing about doing – swagger and fox is that it's so different and you know after you know fox with probably the the biggest you know pinfall victory in limitless wrestling by not only defeating ace romero again but by ending anthony green's streak like yeah uh, you know we can't not reward that um i think a lot of people thought it was going to be swagger and done um yep but i, I, think, I thought that i don't too. know this is just a different way to go i think i think fox is really a good test for swagger because this this is how our fans are going to see this new side of Jack Swagger, where he can go without any restraints. I watched uh, Jack Swagger and Todd Hansen um, from a few months back recently, and it was you know exceptional. And Jack Swagger is a very good professional wrestler. And I think I think some fans are going to have the notion that you know it's going to be uh, kind of a laid back, lazadaisical Jack Swagger, but you know th- there's no chance that he could be when wrestling A.R. Fox. So I think it's going to be a wild match. Now, I did Swagger, he was a product of the WWE, right? He wasn't on the independents before starting with them, if I remember correctly. Not to my knowledge. I think he was a collegiate wrestler, and then I think he went to their developmental system. Because it's kind of interesting, and I've talked about this with some of my friends as well recently, is, is you have now, with the Performance Center, you have the point now where you have some guys that never wrestled on the indies before WWE. You know, I mean, yeah, and it's I, I'm I'm curious, and, and so like myself, like I'm I'm curious to what Jack Swagger is going to be like on the independents. I've I've never seen any of his matches since he left WWE. Um, pardon me. So, anyways, uh, I'm I'm just curious now, like where he wasn't on the independents before, how he's going to handle the independents now. And I know you've told me that I'll probably be very surprised, and uh, so I, I'm just looking forward to see what he does. Yeah, I, I think he's going to change a lot of people's perception because I think without realizing it, um, some of the like former WWE talent, they get this perception that uh, they're going to kind of come in and, and mail it in or, or whatever, whatever. Right. And uh, that's just not the case. You know, uh, he's he's got a very similar mindset to Cody where he wants to blow the roof off the place every single time he's there. So um, I think he's going to change a lot of people's perception. Um, just to finish out the card before we go on to other stuff uh, for the two-year anniversary show, you have JT Dunn against Joey Janela. I'm very excited about that. I've seen some of the wars they've had. I'm not sure what to expect next Friday night. Um, yeah, um, they've they've literally tried to kill each other before inside a professional <laughs> wrestling ring. So, you know, what better person? I feel like Joey Janela presents the most unique and uh, probably the most, uh, you know, I don't know, a he could present some bodily harm to JT Dunn. Yes. Um, I think he presents the best chance of derailing JT's perfect 2017 thus far, just because of the unorthodox style that he brings to a professional wrestling match. 
Well, he does this bump that I've never seen anyone else do where he takes a suplex onto a chair that's sitting up, but he wipes out the back of the chair. Yeah, like, that one makes me cringe. That, I was about to say, that just looks exceptionally dangerous. Like, yeah. And, and painful, but I, again, it's that's a unique to him. Uh, Joey Ryan making his limitless debut with Massage Envy against the Mainstay Posse. Uh, I was kind of surprised. What do you think of that one? I was wicked surprised and then very excited all at once. <laughs> yeah. Like I um, think that one's another. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people, like, we announced a lot of guys for this card, and I think yeah. they were there were obvious matches that we could have done, and I don't think we did one of them, which is, uh, I think, very neat that people are still very excited about everything when we didn't do, I think, what most people were thinking we were going to do. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I thought either Swagger and JT Dunn or Joey Ryan and JT Dunn or actually even Joey Ryan and and Troy Nelson continuing that, yeah. you know, that, that uh, angle with Bacabella. But uh, Joey Ryan and Massage Envy seems like the perfect uh, combination of guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then against the Main State Posse, who are just over like Rover and, and Limitless. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I was truly surprised – uh, that they took their first loss as a trio uh, at the last show against uh, the Tabernacle team. Yeah, I mean, one hell of a match. Holy but, uh, crap, one crazy hell of a match. <laughs> that might have been uh, my favorite match of the night just because of how much it surprised me. There was some stuff in that match that uh, I don't know if I've seen before. I've never seen someone pile drive someone on top of someone else. And yeah. I, uh, my my buddy Jay and I, back in... Going back into the year 1998, we had talked about the SOS moonsault back then, where you do like you know the the Scott Hall SOS throw, uh, yeah, and then you do a moonsault on, on, in combination with that, and it was one of those moves where I never thought I'd see, and then I did in 2002 at a show in Connecticut, an Exobuco show or something like that, and yep. uh, I hadn't seen it since then. Like, or even heard of it since then. So, you know, that's been 15 years. And then to see, um, oh, I'm going to ruin his name. So I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Uh, to see him do that on Alexander Lee uh, in that match. Oh, Thomas I, Dubois. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Thomas yep. Dubois. To see him bust that out against Lee in that match, I, I obviously I jumped my feet. I couldn't help but do anything yeah, else. Crazy. That was absolutely Literally, freaking Literally, uh, I had never seen that live at a professional wrestling show. So. Yeah, I mean, because he looked to be struggling with him at first, trying to get him up there, and I'm just like, what the hell is he going to do? And then when he busted that out, it was just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, that, really, but that was the match of the night for me. I mean, that was my favorite match of the night on that card because it was absolutely crazy. And yeah. um, I can't wait to see what the posse is going to do against Joey Ryan and Massage Envy. Oh yeah, it'll be uh, it'll, it'll be, be different. Oily, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, it'll be oily. Uh, Skyler against Willow Nightingale. You have this listed as part two, and I guess uh, part of my ignorance when was part one? Uh, they wrestled at WWR show earlier this year. Oh, okay, okay, all right, fair enough. Um, but so, it is Willow's debut with us. Absolutely. So. When it comes to, to women's wrestling, while we're while we're on the subject, um, we don't see a lot of it up here in Maine. Uh, how do you decide when you're going to bring in, uh, you know, female talent? Is it is it because the the talent pool in this area is smaller, or there's just no demand for it? Or no, there's certainly a demand for it. Um, 
it's just got to be something that fits on a show. And sometimes with, you know, all the stories that we're trying to convey already, there's not room just because like the, the tough thing is that uh, a lot of the, the females that I would like to use that are in the area are in high demand right now. Yeah. So whenever I like, I'll, I'll approach someone give them three dates and they can only do like one out of the three. So um, sometimes it just, you know, falls to the wayside where uh, none of the, none of the girls that I would like to bring in are available because, you know, regardless of what date we run, Friday or Saturday, whenever in a month, there's usually uh, two two other shows in New England and probably five other shows in the Northeast in general. So um, yeah. I think women's wrestling has become extremely popular, like, over the past two to three years especially. So uh, they are in high, de- in high demand right now, whether it be Maine or any other state. So... Uh, but I mean, I I think moving forward, um, you'll be looking to see it a lot more in limitless wrestling. Um, we've luckily been able to line up some dates with some girls local and not so local. So, um, definitely as we close out 2017 into 2018, you'll see it more. Awesome. Well, I mean, with some of the, the. Uh, male talent that you brought in in the past i mean i can only imagine who you have lined up coming in i mean we've seen the likes of chris hero and and zach saber jr and cody rhodes and and now jack swagger and, and others coming in so i'm I'm pretty excited about it yeah november november is definitely gonna be fun i can tell you that much nice uh loser leaves limitless wrestling cam zagami against tyler nitro uh, this is a great little yep. story you've been building uh, between the two. I personally would rather see a hair versus hair match. I'm sure they wouldn't go for it. Uh, <laughs> they're both uh, they both love their hair, so that, that would be tough to, tough to negotiate. I did get a hair versus hair chant started at the last show. I was hoping they would bring it home and just accept it, but uh, <laughs> it's yeah, I don't too think bad. so. Um, a uh, fun match between these two guys. I enjoy both of them. I, I'm not sure where you're going to go with here as far as what's going to what's going to come out of it. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, I, I think this has been uh, everyone. The fans have really taken to this, you know, especially to Tyler Nitro, which is pretty yes. cool. Um, both these guys debuted around the same time last year. Tyler Nitro debuted uh, in September at past your bedtime and cam Zagami debuted in october at who watches the watchmen so um they're both just about a year into limitless wrestling um so it's pretty cool to see you know after a year you know how much the fans have taken to both of these guys in you know a positive and a negative way for you know nitro and Zagami. so this will be fun for sure and it's always fun to to see you know, when you, when you have a plan early on and then you get to execute it, you know, the thing is about professional wrestling sometimes is obviously you have guys signed to contracts, you have guys with other commitments, and these are right. the guys who uh, we were able to convey everything just how we wanted to. So um, it's been pretty cool to see, and uh, I'm excited for this match. Nice. Uh, so Troy Nelson continuing his uh, his all-star year in Limitless Wrestling. He's going to be wrestling another Cindy Bacabella assassin in Swoggle. Uh, first, Nelson van- uh, well, he vanquished, what was it, uh, Kikotaro? Yeah. And then Dick Justice. And then uh, Colt Cabana. And then yep. most recently, Weebl or... <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, it's been it's been quite a list from Sydney Bacabella. 
so uh <clears throat> excuse me oh and then i guess for me i guess with nelson you could all the way back to was it last last november october in the field house where he and and uh, jeremy leary had their shot match yeah yeah that was the um <laughs> the very interesting match uh over the top under the table yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean ever since he beat Scott Wilde at past your bedtime. Um, that was the, that's been the kickoff to this, you know, immaculate year that he's had. And uh, every month, I mean, for it, he's been pretty much on every single show yep. and just untouchable. So, uh, I guess, I guess Swaggle is the guy. And I know like Swaggle and Sydney Bacabella legitimately go back, you know, years, years, years. So, yep. um, I'm very interested to see what they have up their sleeve to, try to, uh, you know, sober up Troy Nelson and wake him up from this dream. So, uh, you brought Hornswoggle in last year on, uh, last year, last March on St. Patrick's Day as a surprise, which, that shocked many, many people there. Yeah. Um, how did you arrange to get the Leprechaun on St. Patrick's Day? I mean, how was he not... This is actually a hilarious story, um, which, you know... First of all, that's that's one of the coolest reactions I think has ever been at a show was his surprise. Um, yeah. But it was, I think, it was the Monday before the show. Like I had, I had no plans of doing this whatsoever uh, a week out. And then the Monday before the show, uh, Jeremy Leary texted me. He's like, "Hey man, um, Swaggle got canceled for his shows this weekend." Um, he's looking to come up this weekend. He would, you know, send me Swallow's number. And, uh, you know, I didn't really think too much about it because, you know, we've already got, you know, Ricochet, Matt Seidel, Kikitaro. Um, it's a, it's a pretty loaded show. Yeah. We have a lot of flights, like, um, the budget's pretty much tapped out at this point. Right. So I think about it for a minute and I'm like, you know, what, what cool could we do uh, if we did do it? And, uh, you know, I, I thought about making it a surprise and it was St. Patrick's day. And then, you know, after, after about five minutes, I convinced myself this is a very good idea and this is something <laughs> that I couldn't pass up. Yeah. So, uh, I, I got in touch with Swoggle and, um, we luckily set it up with pro wrestling magic as well so that pro wrestling magic would use him on the Saturday. And I think he was a surprise for them as well. So, um, Who is, we ended up being able to. What's that? I'm sorry. I was saying, where's Pro Wrestling Magic out of? They're out of New Jersey. Okay. All right. So we were able to set him up with uh, like a northeast little loop there for yeah. the weekend. So um, that relieved us of half the flight and made it much much more feasible to be able to do it. So um, luckily got that set up and uh, just kind of went from there, booked the flight, and I had to really keep him hidden. Um, didn't I don't think I told. I might have told five people, and then he walked in, and everyone was just kind of looking at me like, "What the fuck?" And uh, but luckily, like we kept him hidden the whole time. It was yeah. kind of tough because anyone sees you know a midget in a green jacket, and they're gonna say, "Wow, it's Hornswoggle," you know? Right, right. So uh, we had him come through the side door. Um, we had to hide him in the locker room during VIP, and then anybody coming in, but. Um, you know, the payoff of that was exceptional. So it was definitely worth uh, hiding him the whole time. Yeah, I uh, we were sitting there, and Mikey turns to me, 
right before he comes out and he goes, I bet you it's Hornswoggle. I went, oh, shut up. It's not Hornswoggle. <laughs> and then when Swoggle walked out, Mikey literally jumped up and down, like had his hands on his head, like a very over-the-top <laughs> reaction. And the whole place popped huge because it was completely unexpected. I mean, you actually right. got the leprechaun, quote-unquote, on St. Patrick's Day. So that's crazy that he just he his bookings got canceled because you would think that would be a day that he would have set up. <laughs> somewhere yeah, you, you, you know what i mean like that, i mean yeah and i don't know i don't know why why you'd cancel on st patrick's day it's the perfect uh yeah perfect thing but we'll so, take it uh if you don't mind me asking on this one like for instance how like you you say you set it up with pro wrestling magic is that something you got you do a lot or do people reach out to you like hey we have shows this weekend to try and reduce the cost of bringing a talent in like yeah, um, we do that a bunch. Uh, we do it with Beyond Wrestling all the time, and that's, you know, they were, Beyond Wrestling was a huge part of why we had as many cool names as we did throughout our first years, because we would, I would run the Saturday, and they would run the Sunday, and we would uh, basically, you know, bring in guys and split the flights. So it makes it much more feasible for, you know, to do these shows where we have, you know, four, five, six flights on them um, because, you know, we're, we're still charging, you know, a, a reasonable amount for, you know, general admission tickets. Our general admission tickets are $15. Yeah, uh, which, no, it's definitely know, worth the money. Yeah, and, uh, to you know, that definitely helps us be able to, you know, still charge $15 for general admission because yeah. I, I don't want to go up in ticket prices, but, you know, if, like, for instance, this card coming up, uh, we're working with XWA and beyond splitting flights. And, you know, if we weren't doing that, if this was all us, we, we would have to raise our general admission ticket price probably to $20. So um, well, that's not something that I want to do, and it definitely helps. You know, um, Drew from Beyond has been, you know, the easiest to work with. XWA has been great, too. We've worked with Pro Wrestling Magic a little as well, so... Um, it helps everyone all around because, you know, usually if you're working with one promotion, that means you guys are splitting, you know, one one person pays one half and one pays the other. Makes perfect sense. Um, so you just announced yesterday you have uh, LAX or EBYFO or whatever you want to call them. I, I, I call them EBYFO. Mike Drazdak and Angel Ortiz against Johnny Silver and Jay Freddy. Um, that was Another match I'm pretty excited about now. Uh, how'd that one come together, the team of Silver and Freddy? Yeah, so this is uh, legitimately Freddy's idea. Um, he came to me, and we had a chat about his legitimate frustration right now with his career. because, And, and this makes perfect sense to me. Is like He's someone who's been pegged as like underrated or right place, wrong time for like years. And he said, you know... And he wrote about it too in the in the articles that are on limitlesswrestling.com where yeah, you know, his, he's talking in about my own words. There, I've read yeah. all four parts. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it, I learned a lot about his career, you know, throughout that. But he had a lot of early opportunities with Ring of Honor, and not even all of them were listed within that. You know, he had quite a few TV tapings or like you know dark matches with them, and just you know. Lots of opportunities that a lot of guys don't have that many with Ring of Honor ever. So he had that, and then you know three tours of Japan. Um, he's just been killing it for years, and it's just like 
he's still like a guy who internet wrestling community or whatever will peg as like underrated or this guy is someone to watch, but he never really gets that huge buzz. Um, and this is a different way that he thinks he can do it. And John Silver, I think, is someone very similar to Jay Freddy in the fact that, you know, a year or so ago, he was in the same position, like someone who was always pegged as underrated. And he had yeah. such a breakout year for beyond, like from 2016 into this year. I think he's gained a lot of buzz. But um, this, you know, Jay Freddy personally requested that him and John Silver become a team. John Silver was all about it. And uh, uh, what better place to give it a shot and what better team to give it a shot against? Yeah, I mean, Jay Freddy, honestly, was a guy I was not a whole lot familiar with until I saw him at Limitless Wrestling, and I really enjoyed his style and his uh, of wrestling, and that made me start looking at him more on the internet, and then those most recent articles, the, the four part of my own words, those have been phenomenal reads over on uh, over on your yeah, website. Yeah, it, it's just, it's been a very unique way to get to know him because you know i i knew maybe half of the stuff that he listed like yeah. everything else was totally news to me so it's very cool to see how everything transpired for him oh, that's awesome <clears throat> and then we have the staple of limitless wrestling the six-man scramble i really loved how you did it this time where you announced three of the competitors yourself is being yes these guys are going to be in it and then the other three you put up to voting in the polls uh, unfortunately, that's how we did not get Xavier Bell on the show. But we have uh, Jimmy Lloyd. Is he making his Limitless debut on this one? He is not. He actually made his debut in a scramble at the Portland debut in April. Okay, all right. I was able, unable to attend that show. So Jimmy Lloyd, Josh, returning Josh Briggs, Dick Justice, uh, Mark Sterling, who I know has wrestled for Limitless before, and I'm excited to finally see for the first time, Mr. Grimm, who... Giant fan favorite for some reason. Like, just the day he He's walked in. He's blown up over the past few months. Yeah, but, like, the day he walked in, people loved him. Like, it yeah. was just kind of weird. It's just obviously the way he carried himself. I don't know if he stuffed people in a body bag or his six-spinning tombstone pile driver, but people love him. And then uh, Jeff yeah. Cannonball, which I was surprised to see Jeff Cannonball uh, get on the show. But, uh, again, another great article uh, on LimitlessWrestling.com. I'm not just a deathmatch wrestler. So I'm, I'm excited to see what Cannonball is going to bring to the six-man scramble as well. Yeah, I think this is undoubtedly the most unique one that we've ever had. Um, this is definitely like you look at every single guy, and they're different from one another. It's a very uh, melting pot of styles, so to speak. Uh, so this one I, I'm very excited for because – I think every guy in the match really wants to prove himself and, you know, retain a constant spot in Limitless Wrestling. So everybody's going to be putting everything on the line. Now, how did this scramble concept start with you? Uh, honestly, um, I just liked scramble matches. Like, <laughs> uh, I remember I remember Evolve used to do, like, the fray matches early on. Yep. Um, I just think it's a very cool way to introduce guys to fans because you look at our cards already and they're, you know, usually between eight and 10 matches and that's a lot. So I like to, I like to have these kind of matches to see like who's going to connect with our crowd or, you know, who's doing cool stuff within their match that the fans love. Like this is the easiest way to test that out and, you know, see if they're going to stick with our audience because, there are six guys in this match, so 
you know, if the fans fucking hate you and they don't want to see you anymore, yep. cool. You know, there, there's five other dudes in this match that they could love. Um, and we've seen, you know, so many guys come out of these scramble matches and end up retaining a spot in Limitless Wrestling. Uh, Tyler Nitro won the first one that we did. Uh, Cam Zagami the next month won one. Both those guys have been on almost every show since then. Yep. And then this year, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, uh, Josh Briggs was also in one. So, you know, this is an opportunity for these guys to, you know, connect with our crowd, do something cool, whatever it is that can make them stick in limitless wrestling, you know, they have a chance to do it. Without naming any names, like, how come there's some guys from the limitless, you know, the beginnings that we're not seeing anymore? Like, is there, is they just, they're unavailable, they're not working anymore, uh, they weren't connecting? I mean, like, what, what makes someone not stick on the card as opposed to guys who have spit on every show? Um, I just think we're, we have a revolving roster as it is, yep. but, uh, I think the, the fan support has to be there. Um, you know, if, if I, if they're not coming to me saying we want this guy on every single show, um, you know, it's just, you know, the times change, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, yep. um, you, you notice from the first show to now, we might have, uh, 25% of that roster. Right. Um, maybe, I don't know. Um, but I mean, you know, I think we progress as a company and not everybody progresses with that yeah. or I don't know. I, that could be shitty to say, but <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, con- I'm trying to convey it in like, right. Everything changes and we've changed as a company in two years. Yeah. Crazy. Like and- we're, we're not the same company as we were two years ago. So, um, sometimes, you know, we had guys who were, you know, they had a year or a year and a half run when I expected them to be like one or two show guys. So, right. um, sometimes, you know, and this isn't, you know, so-and-so is gone forever. Like it's just sometimes guys don't fit anything that we have going right now. So you'll see them go for a little bit and then you'll see them come back. When you when you are looking to book guys, do you like say like Joey Ryan for instance? I know there, there's a guy that I I don't think we've ever seen here in Maine. A lot of people want to see it up here. When you finally decide to bring him on a show, do you then go all right? I want to have Joey Ryan on the show because I, I want to have Joey Ryan. And then do you try to form something around him, or do you have something go? You know what, Joey Ryan would fit in here. Let's see if we can get him. I usually have something in mind. Um... Not all the time because sometimes I'll have a plan in mind and something falls through or something comes up that's a lot better. So regardless, um, I try to look at guys who a lot of fans are requesting to see or a guy who, you know, people might may have forgotten about who will, you know, really excite them. Like I feel like Paul London, for instance, is somebody that, that was awesome. a lot of people forgot about. And he just, you know, when we announced him, I think people went nuts because they're like, wow, you know. Paul London lives in California, so he's not in New England a ton. So nope. I don't think people really realize that he's still wrestling at a at a very high level. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's you kind of have to teeter totter back and forth of what do what are the fans asking for um, versus who is someone really cool that they forgot about that you know could really spice up our show um, or just someone who's you know popular right now. He might not be being asked for by you know all the fans but you know damn well that if you bring them in uh people are going to lose their mind for it so 
Uh, usually, I would say 75% of the time I have a somewhat of a plan of what these guys are going to do when they come in. But uh, almost 100% of the time I change my mind because <laughs> uh, I don't know how many times I, I change up a card before we announce it. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't really have a great answer for that. But. No, that's actually a great answer in itself. Um, why don't you have a Limitless Wrestling Champion? Well, do we need one? I don't, you know, I'm going to say no. That's been the thing from day one. Is like, I think, and this is this is where I get caught in main wrestling. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the companies, when we started up, were using a championship as a crutch, so to speak. Yep. Um, to say... Let's, you know, let's have four titles and let's give them, you know, four people so that four matches on the card can have meaning of yeah. being a championship match. And I'm not singling out any particular company because no, a lot no. of them did it. Yeah, well, yeah. No, um, that's. But uh, I just think, and it's not even just Maine, like, you can travel anywhere and see that stuff. But the thing with Maine at the time was that there wasn't any alternative to, you know, how shows were being presented. Right. Um, and I, I do think with a lot of companies today, that's still the case is that you can put a title on someone and then have them have a match. And that's the only reason that that match is important is because it's a championship match. I wanted to try to build every match as seeming important without a championship belt or, you know, without that crutch of saying, this is why this is important. I really wanted to convey the stories that we had or really put over the competitors in the match and educate our fans, you know, early on of guys who are making their debut. And now I think we have such a core roster with, you know, guys who are consistent every single show. Our fans know them. So the importance level rises when they know who is in the matches. And I don't know. It's That's been the challenge, really, is just trying to make everything feel as important as I view it as without having a championship. Do you ever see yourself doing like uh, a tournament or, or yeah, basically having a tournament show? Yeah. Um, there has been one in the works for a little bit. Um, no date set yet, but I do think next year for sure you'll see a tournament. Is it going to be like a one day tournament, a weekend tournament? Probably a one day. Um, I don't think a weekend would really work great yet. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a one day tournament. I, you know, tournaments are. I don't know. I've always been a big fan of them. I know Roy loves his battle, his Royal Rumble matches. I don't. I don't ever see Limitless doing a Royal Rumble style match because they're they're done a lot of places. Yeah. Um, but like tournaments, I mean, I don't see many tournaments up this way, unless I'm mistaken about that. But like, you know, Progress does their British Strong Style tournament. Uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla does Bola. You know, you have King of Trios through Chikara. Um, I just don't see a lot of them otherwise. Uh, I don't know. I like Yeah, there's not too many in New England. I know uh, Beyond does the tournament for today. Yeah. Um, I think NECW does their Iron 8. And yep. chaotic does one every now and then, but they're yeah, not too many. Cool. So from two years ago to now, I mean, did you expect the growth that you have now? 
No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, I didn't really know what I expected, you know, because I didn't really look ahead two years. I just kind of went. And even the growth, you know, within our first year was crazy, but I, de- I definitely didn't expect, you know, this 2017 has been the best year thus far, you know, bar none. So it's been, it's been pretty crazy to see. You know, I, I looked back just even, if, you know, I watched stage one a couple days ago. And yeah. it's just crazy. It's it's really crazy. Um, can you can you put your finger on any point in time in the last two years where you went, holy crap, I really have something here? Yeah, uh, January this year at Unreal, when we sold just about five hundred tickets for that show. Um, just being not even before the show started, like just sitting by the music stuff, kind of looking over the crowd, and it was just buzzing in there, and I think. I feel like it's been that way every single Westbrook show since. It's just a totally different vibe than anything that we've had before. So um, every Westbrook show, I'm really reminded, you know, how crazy this is because, you know, there were hardly, hardly in, you know, 10 years, any wrestling shows that did, you know, great crowds in the state of Maine by great crowds. Like that, you know, anything over 200 really. Yeah. Um, I, 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 as I went to many of those shows, I can attest yeah, to that as a fact. <laughs> you know, big time, they would draw solid, but it wasn't like, it was such a weird crowd, and, it you was, know, uh, it was loop a... shows were great. Yeah. But, I don't know, I, I just think, I think we have, you know, one of the best crowds in the Northeast. It's just, it's crazy every time to just kind of stand there and look over the crowd and uh, see so many people from Maine and so many people not from Maine traveling up for this show, and it's just it's a it's a crazy atmosphere that we've created. I know I myself I like the Westbrook Armory. I think it's a great building. It's a great venue. That Cody Rhodes show that you're talking about, the Unreal. Like I, I remember sitting there looking around, being like, I cannot believe this this standing room in the back of this room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we sold uh, quite a few standing room tickets. Yeah, and then the next show, you know, attendance was down from that show, but it was still. A big crowd, and every time in Westbrook, it's been a big crowd, uh, yeah. which is really nice and refreshing. Have you ever thought of going to a different building, or are you know I'm staying here for a while? Um, yeah, we've had requests, but um, nothing nothing suitable, I think, to a limitless wrestling experience. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to take a huge step up in capacity to have it look, you know, half or fourth full. Um, you know, we had a, we had an offer from a place somewhat local to Westbrook that it was like a 2000 person capacity. I'm like, yeah. you know, we're obviously, we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, but I would love to, I would love to try out some different things. Like I'd really love to go to the port city music hall in Portland. Yeah, uh, I think that would be very, very neat. That would be um, cool and you. very suitable for Limitless. But uh, I think the Westbrook Armory is, is is a very nice building. It works very well for professional wrestling. So um, not something I definitely want to abandon. But um, yeah. I am open to trying some new things. I know what I like when I go to the Westbrook shows is like we always sit in the same spot, and you can I can sit yeah. there and I can look around the building and recognize the same people, you know, show after show. Everyone basically tries to sit in the same spot they sat in previously or in the same general yeah. vicinity. And uh, it's it, it's pretty cool. You know, I've met a lot of my friends I know from wrestling, just going to wrestling shows and meeting them there. 
and then you get to see that that familiar crowd of people at every show i mean it 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 makes it better it makes it it makes it fun yeah and i th- i truly think it feels like a family because it's the same like i would say um most of the crowd you know goes to every single show or just about every single show so yeah. Um, you pretty much know you're going to be seeing everybody, you know, at the next show. That's awesome. Well, Randy, thank you very much uh, for coming on today, talking about your two-year anniversary coming up here uh, Saturday, September 22nd, at the Westbrook Armory. Tickets still available, I'm assuming, at the door. Limitless yes, Wrestling. they are. They're going to be available until Thursday. Okay. And then, if you haven't seen any of the shows yet, please go to Limitless Wrestling, check his DVD section. Uh, the Unreal show was pretty awesome. He's got the, the, what, the best of 2016. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a great have, disc in uh, itself. Yeah, uh, Nothing Gold Can Stay is going to be up on there to purchase by the end of the week. Um, that was our most recent show. Um, every single Limitless Wrestling show is available on there uh, within the next couple days. And then uh, after September, we're going to have uh, both Question the Answers and a Best of Limitless Wrestling Volume 2. So Nice. Where, where are you coming up with your show names? Oh, uh, man, it's it's literally like a week of decision. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm now realizing that after you said that, that I have a week to figure out November's show name. But um, honestly, a lot of it comes from music. Like, I'll be, uh, whatever I'm jamming to at the time, yeah. um, usually, usually gets the rub of being a show name. There you go. All right. Thanks, Randy. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again to Randy Carver, the owner and promoter of Limitless Wrestling, for coming on the show, talking about his two-year anniversary event. Question the Answers. Live September the 22nd at the Westbrook Armory in Westbrook, Maine, 7.30 bell time. Tickets still available on LimitlessWrestling.com until Thursday the 21st or at the door the night of the show. You don't want to miss this main event. A rivalry in the making. Ace Romero, all good Anthony Green, Two staples of Limitless Wrestling, former tag team partners, now taking on each other with special guest referee, their trainer, Brian Fury. Also on the card that night, former World Heavyweight Champion Jack Swagger taking on AR Fox, Teddy Hart wrestling Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and what is sure to be a barn burner of the night, JT Dunn and Joey Janela reigniting their rivalry. I cannot wait to see what these two guys do against each other. You can watch their matches on YouTube, their dog collar match, their cage match. They've been vicious. I can't wait to see what they do in this match coming up on Friday the 22nd in the Westbrook, Maine. And a six-man tag team action, Joey Ryan and Massage Emmy team up to take on the Maine State Posse. Also, in women's action, Willow Nightingale making her Limitless Wrestling debut takes on Skyler. Top shelf, Troy Nelson continues his rivalry with Sidney Bacabella, who this time has brought in Swoggle to take him on. And a loser leaves Limitless Wrestling match, Cam Zagami with Mike Gamble versus Tyler Nitro. And a traditional six-man scramble, Jimmy Lloyd taking on Josh Briggs versus Dick Justice, Jeff Cannonball, Mark Sterling, and Mr. Grimm. And in tag team action... Jay Freddy and John Silver making their tag team debut with Limitless Wrestling, taking on former TNA World Tag Team Champions LAX and Mike Drysdak and Angel Ortiz. This is a stacked card from top to bottom. You don't want to miss the main event. You don't want to miss the opening match. You don't want to miss anything on this show because you don't want to miss this show. You can find Limitless Wrestling on- online at LimitlessWrestling.com. Their Instagram and Twitter, both at LWMain. And on Facebook, 
Limitless Wrestling. Uh, you can find the show, this show here, Podcast of a Thousand Holds, on Facebook as well, at Podcast of a Thousand Holds. Our Twitter is at a thousand holds pod. Yes, I know the name. I can get it right. I'm at Superstar Mel, and my typical co-host, Aaron Bell, is at Aaron S. Bell, and Ron Barr 316 is Ronnie. 